Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, let's pray. Please give us the power to blow people's minds with our high-voltage rock. All right, this is show 99. You know what that means? Next week is show 100. We're very excited. We're going to have a four-hour extravaganza. We're going to be talking it up all night long tonight. And we've got another great topic for you in store this evening. Pray hard is what we'll be talking about. And we've got a lot of great music in store as well. You know, just looking through the list, we've got a lot of great stuff. So keep it here. Keep it locked. Another Alter Life show. But in keeping with tonight's episode, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Tonight we're going to be talking about praying hard and the emphasis of prayer in the Bible and um, the fact that we don't pray hard enough, I guess. Uh, something very personal to me currently that God's been speaking to me. So hopefully he's also challenging you, speaking to you about prayer. If he's not, hopefully this show will, will spark a fire in all of us to get on our knees more, to actually go to the Lord more in prayer. I'll admit I'm not a good long prayer <laughs> yeah <laughs> i really don't pray as much as i ought and um you know i've just been convicted just even thinking about this topic it's almost like i don't want to talk about it because <laughs> i don't want to say it and then feel like uh <laughs> feel that conviction but i know that's a good kind of conviction so let's just plod forward and see what the lord <laughs> has to say yeah we one of the things that i do is i read the morning and evening devotional by spurgeon and a lot of things you know, God uses that to speak to me. Hopefully you guys have a great devotional that you're doing your devotions with. But uh, the topic Pray Hard came out of kind of what I was feeling and also, you know, what God was showing me through this devotional and uh, it's speaking specifically about prayer. And it is talking about Joshua and Moses and their different roles in um, Israel's defeat and their battles and things like that. And it talks about how a lot of times the fighting and the actual doing, which is kind of what we talked about last week, is easier than the the alone private prayer in our lives and and we neglect the less obvious thing obviously <laughs> because it's not as obvious um but prayer specifically it says um in spiritual conflict force and fervor decision and devotion and valor and vehemence must join together you must wrestle with your sin but the major part of the wrestling must be done alone with god prayer like moses holds up the covenant before the lord the Lord cannot deny his own declarations. And he's talking specifically about the, the scene where Moses is holding up the rod. And every time he keeps the rod held up, Israel is winning in battle. And any time his arms fall down and grow tired, Israel starts to lose in the battle. And Joshua, you know, is plowing ahead. He's fighting, he's fighting, he's fighting. He's not resi- It's not that they're weakening. It's the fact that Moses' intercession is actually interfering uh, or, or kind of dictating the battle. And it just shows us as Christians, how important the the interceding, the prayer is, and a lot of times we can get caught up in the doing and not in the the preparation, I guess, Uh, which is what prayer is a lot, is preparing us to go out and do. So that's kind of what we're talking about tonight. You made me think about, you know, when Jesus said to the disciples, all right, go into the upper room and, uh, you know, you're going to do all these amazing things. You're going to go to the outermost parts of the world and spread the gospel. Now go. And hang out in the upper room and pray and seek my face until you get filled with the Holy Spirit. It was almost like, go and wait and pray. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, let's start there. You know, let's start by praying and getting our hearts out before the Lord and let the Lord come and minister us and guide us and direct us. You know, it could be a bad thing to just go and <laughs> and do and make a mess in our flesh. So, yeah. Um, 
It's interesting how our shows kind of pair together sometimes, and the most recent show somehow links to the show before it, and, and it kind of is like a continual strand. But um, the idea that we spoke of last week is kind of like the Joshua side. Like, let's get up and let's go and fight. Let's go and do it. But we don't want to do it blindly. And to, this week is what we're talking about is the actual preparation and how important it is to get, get on our knees before the Lord and really just ask him and pray and pray hard, which I think a lot of us neglect to do. We can always say, God, give me a great day. The end. God is great. God is good. And we thank him for this food. Amen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, you know, and then it's like, well, well, at least we're praying, which is true. But how many of us can ever say that we prayed hard? And there's so many, if you look about earnestly praying and all these adjectives that are attached with prayer and you're like, whoa, this is so heavy. And we want to kind of look at those things and you know, unfortunately, by the end of the show, we're all still going to probably not be happy with our prayer life, but we'll be challenged to make it better. You know, as we were talking before the show about prayer, and just in my heart, I felt like God was pointing me to this section where, you know, Jesus goes to pray, you know. And I like, I was so impressed that Jesus prayed, you know, that he got alone with, with his father. And he thought it was very important. He being God, God's son, thought it was important to go talk to his dad on a regular basis and it wasn't like you know to the point where he got lost and people were like where's Jesus where'd he go and oh he's up in the mountains praying you know he he got alone with the Lord um right before he was going to walk and do battle on the cross um he went into the garden to pray and to seek the Lord and it wasn't an easy time you know God's sweat Bible says you know drops of blood and um it was very there was a lot of agony um going on and we know the story but one thing that's pretty pretty remarkable is that the disciples came along, and, he, and the, I love what Jesus recommends them do. He says, pray that you may not enter into temptation. And later on, you know, the story goes that they fell asleep. And he finds them again. He says, why do you sleep? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. And a lot of the battles we face on this, on this earth, being in our flesh, is we're dealing with sin. You know, we're battling you know, the struggles that we have with our flesh and the fact that we fall and we get tempted. And, um, you know, even the Lord's Prayer says, you know, um, lead, us not to temp- lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Part of our praying is allowing the Lord and asking the Lord to be freed from temptation, you know. And that's what Jesus said. Guys, pray, because I don't want you guys to fall into temptation. And if you think about what Peter did later on, he fell asleep, and later on he got his ear chopped off, and then he... <laughs> and then, um, you know, but even later he denied Christ and he fell to that temptation. And um, we're all that susceptible to temptation. And, um, man, Jesus held it up and said, pray so that you won't fall to that temptation. And that's where we lack. We lack in the prayer. Yeah, we definitely, I mean, I can say, I can count on one hand the, the times that I've actually gotten down on my knees physically and prayed. But I can tell you what, it, it definitely, it, it was a powerful time regardless of the words that I said, because of the, the humble position of actually getting on your knees and praying. And, you know, if you look, I mean, Jesus stood, eyes open, looked to the sky and prayed. There's plenty of places where he does that. There's also times when he's on his knees. There's no right way to pray, but there is something. That when when we look at the way Jesus prayed, it should spur us on to want that kind of prayer life. And when, it's never going to be perfect. But like I said, we got to keep pressing forward. And just to continue on a little bit in this devotional, which you should check it out, it's April 16th evening. That's the the morning and evening version. You can check it out on blueletterbible.org for all of you. There's a plug for you. Um, 
<laughs> talking about Free. those moments that you feel faint. Don't need to pass. Yeah. <laughs> Spurgeon says, beware of faintness and devotion. If Moses felt it, who can escape it? When he's talking about how he's, he couldn't hold the rod up anymore, obviously, because of his physical um, weakness. It is far easier to fight with sin in public than to pray against it in private. Joshua never grew weary in fighting, but Moses did grow weary in praying. The more spiritual an exercise, the more difficult uh, it is for the flesh and blood to maintain it. And, and we see that true. As Jesus said, indeed, the, fle- the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And we can't allow that to be our excuse. Um, it's so important for us that we, you know we all get there and we're all fighting and we're all doing everything that we want to do. And you're like, God, I'm doing everything right. But we don't get on our knees and pray enough. You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. It's time for our unbelievable segment, our 99th um, unbelievable segment. And tonight, with the topic being pray hard, and you know, we're kind of trying to grasp what that means. How do you pray harder? But... Um, in the same way, you know, what if just the normal things in life we decided to just do harder, do with more force? <laughs> what would that look like? And maybe, Brent, what, what are some examples, would you say, of doing things harder than maybe they should be done? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking, like, you know, sitting and reading a nice, calm book, but you just <laughs> decided you were going to turn the pages harder. So it's like, <laughs> each page is torn Take that out. page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, um, you know, you're going to enunciate harder <laughs> when you talk. You're going to pop your peas. Sound like that guy on The Office <laughs> talks like this. How about the, uh, if you like were out mowing your lawn and you just mowed your lawn as hard as you could. You were just like, <laughs> you were pushing Push the lawnmower down, down into the ground to the point where you're, the blades are actually digging into like the roots and tearing the grass up by the roots. No, you gotta you gotta communicate the the, the shit you told me. No, well, back. I mean, video games, you know, can really make us do some strange things. But yeah. I went back in the old days. My mom used to play Super Mario Brothers when we weren't around. When it like first came out, she was you know she was a young mom, and you know we were she was hip. She'd sneak something in on you. Yeah, we would come down and she'd be playing, and every time Mario had to jump over something like a big crevice or something like that, crevasse, she would actually. Do the jumping motion with the controller. <laughs> she would like and almost yank it out of the out of the She's Nintendo. Play video games harder. Which, if you think <laughs> about it, was actually a precursor to the Wii because now you actually do the physical motions right, that your yeah. character's doing. She had no idea. This is like 1988. We're talking about. Dude, she could have created the Wii and then you could have been a millionaire. I could have. Oh well. Too bad I'm do- stuck doing this show with you. <laughs> <laughs> For nobody. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm not kidding. Please send, <laughs> please send your checks too. No, I'm just kidding. The altar life, care of <laughs> PO box. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, so, think we should it. fundraise harder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sell kidding. ourselves harder. The altar life. Our 100th show is coming up. 100, 100, 100, and it's going to be hard for you to forget that <laughs> because we're going to hammer it into you as hard as we possibly no, can. I'm sure but. there's a lot of other amazing. What uh, if you just things. like? I just think about like basketball. Like instead of just shooting the ball, yeah. you just throw it off the back. Harder, it bounces. Everything's got to be a the... bank shot. Yeah. <laughs> if, it, if it's not a bank shot, it's not worth. It doesn't nothing. count anything. <laughs> you can you take that and, to the bank. And you don't have to call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who started that whole thing about <laughs> having to call? You bank gotta shots? call it. I love well, the my glass. whole game's lucky bank shot. Yeah. No. <laughs> anyway, that was fun. That was a Jason Morant double play. That was fashion. Before that, you heard I Am Yours. And um, something that we need to do is 
think about our prayer life in a more serious way. We we know the Christian things that we're supposed to do. You know, you're supposed to go to church. You're supposed to sing songs and praise God, and you're supposed to live right. You're not supposed to sin, and you're supposed to like take communion and do all these things. But the thing that is spoken of over and over and over, harder and harder and harder in Scripture, <laughs> is prayer. And it's something that we can, you know, it says pray without ceasing, and we automatically go, well, how is that possible? I mean... I can't possibly pray without ceasing. So then what we do is we never start never praying. Never sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then it's not like you're like, well, okay, I'll try to pray without ceasing. You just don't do it at all. <laughs> it's too hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that goes <laughs> back to our topic guys. last week when it's like, ah, it's just too hard. I'm not going to do it at all. And that's my excuse a lot of times. And I'm like, well, there's no way I could pray without ceasing because I have a job. I have a family to take care of. I have to think about my school. Yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> homework. Like, I have to do all this stuff. It's like, that does, that's not an excuse. God's not like, oh, really? Oh, you know what? I didn't think about your busy schedule. Let me, let me pencil you in. And if you can't make it, just call me ahead of time. Let me know. You know, we'll, we'll reschedule. What are you talking about? The God, God is holding our, the whole universe together, and he wants to spend time with you. I think you can uh, loosen up your schedule a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, pray hard. Schedule what your life harder. What if you got down on your knees, like, hard? <laughs> Hardcore. You're just like, bam. I live on a second floor, so my downstairs neighbor would be like, you know boom, 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 boom. I don't know. Let me just <laughs> let me just throw this, this statement out and take it for what it's worth, because it's probably just my personal opinion. But you know what? Not having time is just the worst excuse for anything. Because you know what? Time, we all have the same amount. Yeah. <laughs> and if it was really important, if this was something important to you, believe me. You found time. I always find time to watch my favorite TV shows. You know, why do not I? Why do I throw the excuse of not having time when it comes time to how much have you prayed to this week? You know what I mean? That's the real issue. It's like we always throw those excuses out, and um, you know, and I, I, within the church, it's common. It's just ridiculous. It's like I don't have time. That's ridiculous. You have time. <laughs> if it was important to you, you would find the time to do it. So. Anyway, that's my little rant on, on time. <laughs> that's fine. Um, this song is very appropriate for what we're talking about, about how we fight the battles publicly, but we're not willing to get private with God and fight the battle on our knees. This song is called Fight by PFR. And a lot of times we can, uh, like it's been saying, we can neglect just even praying at all because we think it's too daunting of a task. When nowhere in the Bible does God say, like, Praying is going to, you know, bust your butt and you you know, you just have to do it. Just suck it up and do it. Nowhere. It doesn't say that. It's like, if you look at the people, it's just part of their daily routine. You look at Daniel. It says, as was his custom. When he said, you can't pray to anybody else, what to do? He's like, oh, God, this is really stressful. I got to pray. <laughs> you know what I mean? He didn't take that and be like, well, there's my excuse. Can't pray anymore. Sorry. Whereas we, <laughs> I would, I'd be like, well, I'm not allowed. So what am I going to do? Daniel, they, it says they came and they found him and he was praying. And then they were like, they threw him in the lion's den. He didn't care. He prayed hard because that was what he was. He was a prayer. We need to be prayers. I need to be a prayer. Have you ever heard of Plato, Aristotle, Socrates? Yes. Moron. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was Bebo Norman. Bebo. <laughs> Song's called Be My Covering. <laughs> Bebo My Covering. Yeah, that's right. Um, logically speaking, though, if you look at the Word of God, the Word of God says to pray. And the reason why he says that, look, prayer... It's, it helps you with your temptation. God provide God provides everything you need, physical, spiritual, emotional, mental, whatever you need. God is the source of all good things. Um, God helps you in your time of need. You know, he helps you uh, by keeping you plain, blameless and pure. He's the one who does that. He's the one who can forgive you. 
He's the one um, who can keep you on the right path. He can show you the will for your his will for your life. You know, he is the one. You know, why wouldn't we make it a high priority in our lives to like talk to him? You know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. And then we go off. We try to do all these things on ourselves by ourselves, and then we forget to stop and talk to the Lord about it. And we end up making a mess of our lives. And that's the unfortunate predicament that the church is in. And why I think a lot of the church um, is doing things that aren't from the Lord. Because they haven't taken the time to actually seek the Lord on it first. And say, Lord, is this really the direction we should go? Um, you know, I always hear about that, that Tozer thing that said that, you know, if, you know, if, the, if every, the church stopped doing things that the Lord wasn't in, like 80% of what the church was doing would just, like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... I don't know. That's the symptom. That's the symptom. Why not? Why yeah. not? You know, why Why isn't at the top of our to-do list? Talk to the Lord. Yeah, because if you look at the, the things that people do when they pray in the Bible, and just James, obviously, we always run there, but it says, um, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And what Tozer said is that um, intermittent supplication avails little. It's like the, the contrast to that. It says, we must wrestle all night and hold up our hands until the going down of the sun. You know that the diligence in prayer is so important. It says that Elijah was a man just like us, and he prayed, and it stopped raining. And then he prayed, and it started raining. That's what we're capable of when we pray to the Lord. And uh, we love this talk topic about prayer. Let's get out there and pray hard. So until next week, our one hundredth show. Be cool, cats. Live for Christ. That's all, folks. Period.